Hello and welcome to the Offline Gamer episode 36. I'm Matt. And I'm Ray. Hello, Ray. Hello. Happy 2019. Yay. Did you have a good Christmas? Yes. Did you have fun? I was not very well, oh. which is why this podcast episode is slightly delayed, I suppose. Ooh. My, I got two colds, one just before Christmas and one just after. Mm. And I was all sniffly and horrible. Oh, it's a bit rubbish. Yeah. Uh, I had a cold, the tail end of a cold at Christmas, on Christmas Day, which was mostly a cough, so I was very croaky. Yeah. Haven't caught uh, another one, but then I did have one about two weeks before that one, so hopefully we'll be okay for uh, a little while. But, uh, yeah. Fingers crossed. So, what are we going to talk about this week? We are going to look ahead to 2019. Mm-hmm. And hope that it's a better year than last year. <laughs> yeah. Just generally. Just in general. Yeah. Let's hope tw- so far so good. Yeah. We're recording this on the 8th. Eight. So, we are one fifty seconds of the way through the yeah. year. So, only 51, 50 Weeks. seconds to go. Yeah. I'm sure there's a percentage, but I can't be bothered to figure nah. it out. Well, it's going to be something like, well, if it's 52 weeks in a year, then that would mean one week would be around, what, two, what just shy of 2%? Yeah, so I suppose so. we're one day over it. So let's say we're 2% of the way through the year. There you go. Well, yeah, us. Woohoo! That was a high five, by the way. I wasn't slapping Ray. So what did we do over Christmas then? I mean, as far as game playing goes, um, board games, I didn't really play anything because I was stuck in bed and we didn't really have anyone around the house who was interested in playing board games. My 80-something-year-old nan. Mm. No, I'm not going to get her to play anything. Um, my parents aren't really that into it. And uh, my nephew came around, but uh, we were I was helping him build his Raspberry Pi retro gaming kit that I got him. That he then went home and broke within an hour. Oh. Because he broke the SD card in half. Uh. So we had to go and buy another one. So that'll teach him. Whoops. How, did, how did he break the SD card? So he, he so I got it all ready for him before Christmas. So I, I copied the image that I'd set up with all the games and everything onto it. And then when he came round on Christmas Day, he brought, he brought everything with him. And we set we, we put the pie in the case and we set it all up. And then he realised he'd left the SD card at home. So when he got home, he put the SD card in, but he put it in upside down. And then once he realised what he'd done and tried to take it out, he broke it in half while trying to remove it. Ah. I can see how that might be problematic. Yes. So he bought a new card, I reset it up for him, and now he is the proud owner of a fully working Raspberry Pi. Woohoo! With RetroPi installed. Woohoo! Um, I didn't do much board gaming. I played some of the commander format of Magic the Gathering in paper format uh, on my birthday and then again on New Year's Eve. So New Year's Eve was Commander, Radio 1 and uh, some vodka. (laughs) Okay. Pretty much. That's right. Yeah. Sounds like a good night in. I won on both days, so that's good. But no, didn't manage to get to play many board games. I sat next to some people. While I was playing Commander on my birthday, there was another group of people next to me, um, my in-laws in general, um, who were playing Frustration, except the little little poppy 
bubble thing oh, yeah, yeah. in right. the middle didn't pop because apparently um, Chris broke it within about a week when <laughs> they were kids. Um, so they were rolling dice uh, or a die um, the whole time, which occasionally just Kent sort of rolled over all the magic cards and onto the floor. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, but otherwise, no, didn't really have much chance for board games my parents came up only for two e- two, two nights Whoa, what did we do we watched the film on both nights we watched Die Hard on Christmas Day oh yes of course and um, by the time that was all done everybody was knackered full of food too tired wanted to sit on comfy sofas not, not on the kitchen table so yeah just played some magic yeah yeah. Did you get anything gaming related? Um, yes. I got, well, the Commander deck that I was playing was a pre-con deck which I received for Christmas, which is the uh, Wind Grace pre-constructed deck, which people who are interested in magic will know what, what okay. I mean. <laughs> I have a clue. Um, did I get anything else? gamey I got a calendar of the art of Matt Dixon but not his art that goes into games his own yeah yeah proprietary art who got you that Uh, that was you oh yeah yeah he was was kind enough to uh, sign it sign it for me on my birthday for this year yeah so you won't get to it for another 11 months yeah um, did you get anything game wise for? Yeah, Xmas? I got a couple of little little things. Um, my sister bought me um, a copy of the Big Bang Theory party game, mm. which I haven't even looked at yet. I've opened the box and seen there are lots of cards inside. I think it's another one of those social games where I don't know. Maybe you have to try and like say who in your group is most like a certain character or has a certain uh, characteristic okay. but I'm not 100% sure I haven't really I haven't really delved deeper into it okay and I got um, a copy of the Blockbuster board game which should be quite interesting now is that Blockbuster the defunct video rental company no 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 or, or Block- Blockbusters actually rather than Blockbuster yeah, yeah the the 1980s slash 90s TV quiz show. Can I have a pee, please, Bob? Yeah. Was that was that an international, uh, internationally renowned? I don't think it thing? was. I think it was just a, a British British thing. Um, there might have been other versions in other countries, but yeah. Um, it's it's quite well made. It's, it comes in a in a tin, and it's got a like a magnetic board. You know the, the hexagons on yeah. them. And then you've got lots of little hexagons that are magnetic, so they just sort of go on the board. And uh, there's a book of questions for every... And there's like two or three pages for every letter in the alphabet. Yeah. So um, you just mark off the ones you've done. And it plays exactly the same as the game show. You have to get across or top to bottom, depending on whether you're on the team with two players or the team with one player. Right. So it's literally a carbon copy of the game show. That's not a bad thing. No. It's quite a fun little trivia game. And there's a little bit of tactics there because you can obviously block people off. But, I mean, it's not massively yeah. tactical. 
But um, I haven't seen how difficult the questions are. I doubt they're going to be Trivial Pursuit sort of levels of difficulty. Mm. But still, it'll be good if you've got a few friends around and you just want something to pass the time for a bit. It'll be, um, yeah. be all right. I mean, Trivial Pursuit does depend on which year the questions you're reading came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, for example, trying to trying to do it with questions from the 70s, if you were born in the late 80s, you're not going to have a chance. Well, I listen to a podcast, um, the, the, the Incomparable podcast. They do a game show one, and one of the games they play every few weeks is um, Random Pursuit, where someone's just got a load of editions of Trivia Pursuit and just mixed all the cards up. Oh, okay. So every person gets a question from a different different version. And you've got like the Baby Boomers edition or the mm. 1980s edition or yeah. the UK edition and none of the Americans have got any clue about any, any of the answers, you know. Which cricketer did this? It's like, I've got no idea. Ian Bolton, no idea who that is. Yep. Yeah, I remember playing it with my mum and my grandma and Chris a few, quite a few years ago. And I think it was from something like 68. So my grandma understandably was getting everything right yeah lots of Beatles questions in there I bet and Chris was just sat there going I don't know I don't know I don't know I don't know and very very shamefully he he didn't know didn't know the alter ego of Cal L that's disgusting and I was like oh my god what's wrong with you thing is I think I'd be quite good at a 60s edition as far as popular culture goes because growing up in the 80s and 90s a lot of the TV shows that were on were repeats of things that were yeah. from the 60s and 70s. So I probably picked up quite a lot of stuff from that. Yeah. Era. yeah the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Not Marvel's Avengers. Yeah. The Avengers. But then that was still being repeated when I was a kid. Yeah. In Steed the 90s. and Peel. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, oh. Lots of American like, Rap- sci fi shows. Oh, what, like the Twilight Zone? Twilight Zone, uh, Land of the Giants. Do you remember that? No. Uh, the Time Tunnel. Vaguely. Then you've got like the uh, Jerry Anderson film shows like Thunderbirds and mm. uh, Stingray. Yeah. Joe 90. Didn't watch Joe 90. Fireball XL5. No. Oh. You're missing out. Uh, Captain Scarlet and the Mr. Oh, Captain there. Scarlet, yes. Yeah. Of which uh, Chris has no idea what they are. You need to educate him. He doesn't know what Mr. Ons are. This is the voice Stop of the Mr. Ons. Yeah, he he knows the word Mr. Ron's. He doesn't know what it is or how to apply it. Yeah. So occasionally he'll go, oh, and, uh, Mr. Ron's, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, and then I'll say something like Captain Scarlet or mm-hmm. just something obviously related. And he's like, blank faces me. <sighs> Growing up without a TV, eh? Yeah. Okay, so that's our 1960s TV nostalgia trip done. Yep. Let's move on to our regular segments. So we thought this month we'd look ahead to 2019. Mm. What's coming out? What what are people looking forward to? What are we looking yeah. forward to? So we'll start with computer games first and then mm-hmm. go on to board games after. So um, we've got a list here. What's this? The Polygon list of top 50... Most anticipated games of 2019. Okay, let's see. Of which, when I was looking through it, I was going, I have never heard of this, I have never heard of that, what is this, I don't understand, where am I? And then it got to Doom and I was like, okay, I know that, that's fine. 
there's a lot of stuff that seems to be coming out on the Switch. This yeah, year. Yeah, don't own one. No. Almost everybody else at work owns one. So, games to watch in 2019 for PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch and PC. So, I mean, I'm all about the PC games. Should we just go through the list one by one? And then if we've got something to talk about, we'll talk about it. Yeah. If not, then... <clears throat> sorry if it's a game you particularly wanted to listen to, but um, if we don't know much about it, we can't really say much, can we? So, Age of Wonders, Planet 4. I've never played any of the Age of Wonders Me neither. Games. I mean, some of the graphics on this kind of look fun. Yeah, it's a turn-based hex combat game. I mean, I've got some Sid Meier's games that I've purchased and never played. Yeah. So I suspect not not gonna not gonna pick that up, even though it does look kind of nice. Yeah, I keep trying to get into like Civ every now and then, but then giving up quite quickly. I just yeah. don't have the patience for it. <clears throat> I've never actually done the is the campaigny part of Civ. I've oh, just you just done, go sandbox. Yeah, free build, quick quick matchy things, which are never quick. Cause you sit there for like sixteen hours and then go, oh, apparently I need to sleep before I go to work in two hours. Yeah, that's coming out for PC. Oh, that's unsurprising. It's a real-time strategy game, PC. Mm. Uh, Ancestors, the Humankind Odyssey. This has got a picture of what looks like a cartoon raccoon talking no, to me. No, see, you're looking at the picture for Animal Crossing. Ah, so ah. The, all the pictures are above the names, ah, which that doesn't explains help. It. So that, okay, it's, it's a man in a jungle. Well, it's not just a man. It looks like a, like a, a Homo erectus missing link kind of mm. guy. It's not a Homo sapiens sapiens. So PS4, Windows, and Xbox One, third-person action-adventure survival game. It's the story of colonies of apes and proto-humans at different points in our evolutionary journey. Interesting. Yes. To, I'll put that on my list of ones to keep an eye out on, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's curious, but mm, I don't know. Okay, Animal Crossing, Nintendo Switch. Yep, Animal Crossing doesn't have a subtitle yet. But, yeah, that'll be on the Switch. Okay. Anthem. Ah, no. I'm in two minds about Anthem. PS4, Windows, and Xbox. So it's Bioware's new uh, online RPG. Mm. But it's not only online. You can play it single player. So it's a bit like Destiny. Yeah. When I saw the initial video of this, I was blown away by it. I thought, I can't wait for this to come out. You know, I love Bioware. I love Mass Effect. So this... Because mm. cause now they've, they're not making any more Mass Effect games. Yeah. Because of Andromeda. Um, this is, I guess, the spiritual sort of successor, maybe. Mm. Um, but the more I read about it, the more I think. I mean, Destiny 2 didn't go down great, I don't think. Not as mm. good as, the, as yeah. the first one. Fallout 76 has gone. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think with the move towards online games like this, I th- I'm just very cynical about them there. Mm. See, I'm automatically cynical regardless because I just never did the whole online multiplayer thing when I was a kid so I'm automatically geared against it Um, and I think I've come across Anthem and and read blah 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 online and I've been like oh boring go away (laughs) don't care Uh, Ape Out on Switch and PC an attractively humorous escape game uh it merges with an inventive score to create a mad world of stylized blood and gore. Hmm, interesting. Mm. It looks like a hyper-violent, neatly paced action game with lots of grim humour. Not sure about that. 
Don't yeah. really get a lot from this description. No. See now, the next one. Atomic Heart, PS4, Windows and Xbox. I know Gareth is looking forward to this. Okay. I had never heard of it no. before this list. Um, it's based in a Soviet-era installation. It's a creepy combat game packed with Fallout-esque monstrosities and a distinctive visual wit. Okay. Mm. Interesting. It's, yeah, I don't know. Babylon's Fall, PS4 and Windows. That's interesting. Why would, if it's coming... It's odd that a Windows game wouldn't be coming to Xbox. Mm. Unless Sony have managed to get, like, a console-exclusive deal. Maybe, with yeah. Them. Uh, it's the next project from Platinum Games, uh, best known for Bayonetta and Neo Automata. Yeah. Uh, okay. Magical weapons, slashing and dodging. Okay. We'll see what that is. Biomutant, PS4, Windows and Xbox. Martial arts combat. No, don't really know no. about that. Never heard of it. Didn't particularly appeal to me from the no. brief. Thing. Bloodstained, Ritual of the Night. This is for all formats. Uh, from for, uh, Kickstarter funded project from former Castlevania producer. Uh, it's pitched as a spiritual successor. Side-scrolling action game. Lots of use of gothic horror imagery. Um, I'm not yeah. too... That's not too bad. Um, but then the image that's above it doesn't look like side-scrolling to me. No, it doesn't look like Castlevania either, but no. it's probably a um, cutscene or something. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've played the original Castlevanias. They're okay. They're good. I didn't play them at the, at the time, so some people will probably be like, if they played it on the NES or the SNES originally, yeah. they'll be going, they're the greatest games ever because they've got a real big following. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Let's see what that's like. Code Vein, PS4, Windows, and Xbox. Um, is an anime-style action RPG from Hiroshi Yoshimura, the director of many of the God Eater games. No, never, never played them. The vampire-themed combat adventure has drawn comparisons with the Dark Souls series. Mm. Um, yeah, Dark Souls <laughs> is not my cup of tea. No. Having having attempted, what's it called, the the one that's supposed to be easier. That's sec- is it the second one? Oh no, I've not played that. Yeah, that's it's supposed to be easier, and I'm still stuck on the first. Okay. Fucking area. Okay, let's skip that then. Conan Unconquered, for Windows, another real time strategy game. Yeah, it's got some interesting um, stills of graphics. Because obviously it's it's in production from Petroglyph Games, which is working on a remaster of the early Command and Conquer. Oh, that games. would be good. I didn't realise they were doing yeah. that, but that would be good. Um, so it's people but, who yeah. used to work at Westwood, so they made the original yeah. Command and Conquer games. So they've got a good pedigree. Yeah, I just. Is it specifically being about Conan 2 generic? I don't know. Or two, no, too specific? Too specific. I don't know. But it's the picture, I wonder what the picture was, a giant and all these people attacking him. Conan calls upon a massive warrior god to come to his aid. Hmm. Fair enough. Control, PS4, Windows and Xbox. 
Ah, this is by Rem... Ah, no, I didn't know they were making a new game. Remedy, the people who made Alan Wake and Quantum Break. Yep. A high-tech supernatural third-person action-adventure. Um, so, uh, a young woman armed with a futuristic gun explores a shape-shifting world. That sounds interesting. Yeah. That sounds to me like Quantum Break mixed with um, Doctor Strange. Mm, yeah. With all the, you know, craziness Weird, and things yeah. moving and changing. Oh, Control then, I'm quite... Looks quite interesting. Crackdown free. You looking forward to this one, right? No, it's just the fact that it's voiced by Terry Crews, and Terry yeah. Crews does not do indoor voices. No, Terry Crews is amazing. Yes, he is. Terry loves kittens. <laughs> Terry loves a lot of things. He does, yeah. Terry in in this game loves explosions and silly guns and jumping. Crackdown Two was one of the First games that me and Chris bought for the 360. Yeah, I had that with me. And it was ridiculously fun. However, I don't know how well it will work on a PC, and I'm not buying an Xbox One just to play Crackdown 3. Yeah. Yeah. Having just got the PS4, I don't think I'll be allowed to have two, you know, big consoles. Yeah. Um, I think it'll play right on the PC. You might just have to buy a couple of game pads. Yeah, true. Um, but yeah, if you go and watch the... Oh, I can't remember whether it was, it was one of the, not the, you know, like, what's E3? It was E3. Um, and they had a video for it, which yeah. was just spatters of Terry Hugh, Terry Crews, Terry Crews. Terry Hughes, no, that's yeah. that guy down the road. Yeah, Terry Crews shouting and being excitable and big and muscly and yeah. I think I think he does the, the peck wiggle oh, at does. one point. Yeah. So, yes, that's coming out. Finally confirmed February 15th. No, that's not too long then. Yeah. Cool. Days Gone on the PS4. A zombie apocalypse adventure. Yeah, at that point I'm just a bit like meh. There's enough of those already. Yeah, and the fact where it says, oh, you have to use stealth, guile and traps, I'm like, nope. Survival horrors, I just can't be asked. You just want to get in there and shoot. I don't have the patience for survival horror things. Well, in that case, then, the next game <clears throat> oh, might yes. interest you a little bit more. Yes. Devil May Cry 5. Yes. I still admittedly haven't finished Devil May Cry slash Devil May Cry 4 that was only called Devil May Cry. I've never played a single Devil May Cry game. That's fine. I've never played Half-Life. Okay. Um, I think probably that gives you more cred than me. Yeah. Because I've... But when, no, when I was a kid and we had a PlayStation, we got Devil May Cry and then two. And I had three for the PC and it was absolutely horrendous port. Um, and I think I had to give up playing it. I got Devil May Cry, i.e. the first of the new ones, which is now presumably called Devil May Cry 4 because they've now named this one. I don't, they've numbered this one. I don't know why. Um, and that was great, great fun. But then something else came out, and the same old story. Yeah. So I start, I started, and I was enjoying it, and then something else happened, and then I forgot about it, and blah, blah, blah. But Devil May Cry 5, I think it looks quite fun, with the exception of Nero's female helper person who makes weapons and stuff. 
because she's got a really irritating Southern American drawl and just really forced sounding dialogue from the trailers. And the new character called V, who in the most recent trailer does just look like an emo kid. (laughs) But we'll see. I'll probably get it. I probably won't pre-order it or buy it straight away. I'll probably wait for a sale. Yeah. Um, But I'll definitely give it a go at some point. And that's PS4, Windows and Xbox. That's due out in March. Yep. The Division 2. PS4, Windows and Xbox One. I never played The Division. Me neither. Online open world combat game. Apparently it was quite good. The Division. Yeah. I don't know. Didn't play it. But there is a second one coming out. Okay. Next, of course, the most important game of the year, Doom Eternal, PS4, Windows, and Xbox. It is, funnily enough, Bethesda and id Software's sequel to the well-received 2016 Doom, which was a reboot of... Doom. Doom. Funnily enough. Um, if you've seen the full... Uh, teaser that they had at QuakeCon right at the very end he has a sword so I think that's going to add some extra fun chopping heads off yeah and arms yeah yeah but that's what the chainsaw's for though well but the chains I mean the chainsaw is the traditional doom choppy choppy weapon but having a really cool sword that like that's true, come, you can't really out. yield the chainsaw in the same way, can you? No. Um, and I think it's just going to be more ridiculousness of, of great. Doom. I hope they have the same ecosystem in multiplayer and like the whole Snap Maps thing. Because mm. we played some of those and they were pretty fun. Yeah. Um, I think from some of the stuff that came out of QuakeCon, there's going to be more... Uh, I don't know, scenic, panoramic, big areas, and they're going to try and tell more of a story with the environment as well, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Basically, just, yeah, doom. Next up is Dreams on the PS4. I know nothing about this. I've uh, never heard of it. By the people who made Little Big Planet. It's, uh, I know, by the person who made Little Big Planet. Uh, level building game tool with built-in puzzles, but on a whole new scale. Okay, I don't own a PS4, don't intend to, so that will gracefully pass me by. Far Cry New Dawn, PS4, Windows and Xbox. A new Far Cry game. It's in the future. Yeah. Post-nuclear war American Heartland. Hmm, a first-person game set in a post-nuclear war. American Heartland. Mm. What does that remind you of? I don't know. I can't think of anything. Mm. I mean, I went. I I sort of after Far Cry Three sort of went off it a bit because of they try they they're trying too much to add the RPG elements to it, which is not what I went to Far Cry Four. I went to Far Cry Four, not Far Cry Four. I went to Far Cry for the shooting. Yes, Um, I think. I've heard a lot of people say similar things. They played three, four was a bit rubbish. Blood Dragon was supposed to be very good. Blood Dragon was fun. Um, it was ridiculously hammy 80s cheese fest. That's fine. Um, Story of my youth. 
what, what was... Because the, the Far Cry, it says Far Cry 5, but there have been more than one game between Far Cry 3 and Far Cry 5. Yeah, you had 1, 2, 3, then 4, then Blood Dragon, then Primal. Yeah. And then was there one more, maybe? Yeah, there was there was the one that's based in Kiriat, which is that Far Cry 4. Okay. And then there's the one that came out this year? No, last year? Or the year mm. before, which was the one that was based in America, and you've got to go and kill some cult people. Oh, yes. Uh, hang on. Because Blood Dragon came out after 3, because it's based on that. Instincts, engine. is that it? Uh, maybe. Uh, here we go. Uh, no, Instincts is an expansion to the original one. So you've got Far Cry 1 and then all the add-ons, then Far Cry oh, yeah. 2, 3, then yeah. Blood Dragon, then 4, then, then Primal. Primal. So 5 is the one that came out this year. Uh, is that yeah. This year, and then New and Dawn is New there. Dawn is the next one. <clears throat> yeah. If there's one thing you can say for Far Cry, though, is that their their, their game engine really does push game, game technology forward. It is the same engine as Assassin's Creed, though. Is it? The Cry, Cry engine? Hmm. Well, if you, if you played... Um, the Far, new one. Far, if you played Far Cry 3, and if you played Black Flag which came out around a similar time, like, so much of it was so similar, like, the mini-map was similar, the way that the map expanded, um, how it exposed things, how you noted things on the map, like, oh, you can get this animal pelt here and this animal pelt here and blah, 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 blah. They were so very, very similar. Yeah, they're not the same engine. None of the Assassin's Creed games have ever been... Uh, Cry Engine. Yeah, in which case it's very. But they uh, are both Ubisoft games, so I yes. imagine there's a lot of shared. Um... They they are both. Yeah, they're made by the same overall company. Yeah. But when you saw Far Cry Three and Black Flag together, they looked so similar. Okay. Fire Emblem Three Houses on the Switch. No idea what that is. Me neither. Okay. Gears 5, Xbox One and PC. I have never managed to make it through a single Gears game. Yeah, I had, I think it was two on the 360, and I played that a bit. But I just don't like playing first-person shooters on a console. I hate it. Yeah. Even even though the first one had, like, auto-aim helper thing, it's still so annoying. In the Valley of the Gods... Linux, Mac, and Windows. Mm. Set in Egypt in the 1920s, players take on the role of explorer and filmmaker Zora and her partner as they investigate ancient tombs while making a film. But it doesn't actually say what type of game it is there. But that looks interesting. It's developed by the same people who made Firewatch, which was more of a walking simulator narrative. Okay, so it might be the same type, type of thing. thing. Okay. Journey to the Savage Planet. Uh, PS4, Windows, and Xbox. First-person sh- shooter, I guess. Mm. Player explores a colourful alien planet. It's been headed up by Alex Hutchinson, who was the creative director for Far Cry 4 and Assassin's Creed 3. That's not great. That's not a great thing to boast about. No. Considering both of those games were duds. Okay, let's move so on. So, possibly, nah. Yeah. Jump Force, which is a new tag team fighting game from Namco. Didn't Namco make Tekken? 
I think so. So it's that's a reasonable reasonable pedigree. Okay. Uh, Kingdom Hearts three on the PS4 and Xbox One. Lots of Disney stuff in that. I'm gonna guess. Yeah, it's it's Kingdom Hearts and it's the third one. Yeah. If you like Kingdom Hearts, there's another one. I don't even know what type of games the Kingdom Hearts games are. Are they like JRPGs, like I, Final I, Fantasy? I, or? I don't know. From what I like, from clips that I see, is that you you sort of you get help from characters and you go through different themed zones and solve puzzles and some stuff happens. Okay. But who knows? Left Alive, PS4 and Windows. Uh, Square Enix again. It's a uh, tactical, tactical shooter. mission, yeah. It's sort of like maybe Rainbow Sixy. But maybe yeah. like a bit more of the old style Rainbow Six where you used to have to like plan the missions out a little bit before you went yeah. on. Yeah. Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order, on the Switch. It's a combat game, developed by Team Ninja, best known for the Dead or Alive and Ninja Gaiden series. It will feature... Marvel characters. Yeah, lots of them. Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers, X-Men, as well as various supervillains, and there's a picture of Thanos on it, so... Very, uh, themed. Yeah. MechWarrior 5 for Windows... Um, I I think I played one of the MetWarrior games many, yeah. many years ago. So did I. So I'm kind of interested in this because MechWarrior has MechWarrior Online, but I don't want to play that because I don't want to play no. online. So MechWarrior 5, it says it's going to be the first MechWarrior game with a, a single-player campaign since 2002. Yeah, I think... Since since MechWarrior Four Vengeance, I think that's the one I played. Yeah, I think I played either that one or MechWarrior Three, because it was on a very very old computer, like super old. So yeah, climbing into big robots and shooting things. Yeah, what's not to like? Exactly. Metro Exodus, PS4, Windows, and Xbox One. This could be quite good. I've, I can't remember. Did I play twenty? Twenty was it? Twenty thirty three? Metro twenty thirty three. I've got that. Um, I yeah. started playing the the first Metro game and quickly gave up because I was like, this is too hard and couldn't be bothered. Um, but the graphics and stuff in this new one are much improved from the old, the older games. Yeah. Mortal Kombat 11. They went to 11 already. That's going to be out on everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean... It's Mortal Kombat. What more can you say? And it is. It's on Switch, PS4, PC and Xbox One. Yeah. Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Haven't we talked about this before? I think we've talked about Ori and the Blind Forest. Okay. Which is the original one and this is going to be a sequel to it. Ori and the Blind Forest, I'm pretty sure, was a Kickstarter which ended up being like beloved by quite a lot of people and became a bit of a cult game. I have a copy of it because it's one of those things that I feel that I probably should play because it's a bit more arty and a bit less blowing stuff up. But I haven't got around to it. Okay. So this one looks just as nice and magical as the first one. So I'm guessing it will be similarly... Uh, yeah, magical, fun. challenging platform combat puzzle game. That sounds yep. interesting. Okay. And that's Windows and Xbox. Um, the Outer Worlds, which I hadn't heard of before I read this, 
article and now I'm kind of a bit uh, curious about this one. And of course our friend Gareth is looking forward to it. So um, the fact that someone else had heard of it and I, I hadn't made me just feel a bit like I'm out of the loop. No, um, I hadn't heard of it either. Yeah, it's going to be a first person RPG set in space. It's from Obsidian Entertainment, who were the dev team behind Fallout New Vegas and the Pillars of Eternity series of RPGs. So that, is, that excites me. Yeah. Because though, Fallout New Vegas was great. Yeah. And I think I've played like part of one of the Pillars of Eternity and they are really quite deep RPG. So I'm hoping that the balance will be quite well struck. Um... Apparently, it looks like it's going to be on a world inspired by classic pulp science fiction, as well as more modern dystopian stuff. So classic pulp science fiction and modern dystopia both sound quite fun. Yeah. Because classic pulp science fiction makes me think of Blood Dragon, which was barrel of barrel of giggles. Uh, the Pathless PS4. Uh, I've literally no idea what this is. The trailer showed a bow-wielding hunter travelling across a fantasy landscape interacting with magical creatures. Okay. With a distinctive art style. There you yeah. go. Planetside Arena for Windows. I have never played it as Planetside. Yeah, they're game. online games, so well, this one is anyway. It's no surprise to find a 250 on 250 team deathmatch. Yeah. I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Psychonauts 2. That's on every... No. Uh, no Switch. But Linux and Mac, as well as Windows, Xbox Woo-hoo. and PS4. Never played Psychonauts, to be honest with you. I've got it. I think I've got it from a humble bundle. And I tried to play it, but it, it was quite old at that point and just didn't work. Yeah, it's by Double Fine, which is uh, Tim Schafer and the people, a lot of the people used to make the old LucasArts games. Yeah. Monkey Island and, and whatnot. So, um, I mean, I enjoyed their um, last one that I played. It was that Bro- Broken Age. Mm. That was two parts. I think that was a Kickstarter. And not, I didn't back it on Kickstarter because I think it was before I got into it. But yeah, so, um, but this is crowdfunded though. Um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see about that one. Um, another one that I'm excited about uh, is Rage 2. Rage, the original, I Matt, I think I ploughed like 27 hours into it in the first week and then it got a patch and then it broke the game and I could never play it again. And I still to this day have not managed to get it to run. Yeah, it, it does have, it did have a lot of technical issues and, and even when you could get it to work it had major problems like... Um, Texture pop up and um, yeah, or you know, you would be driving and all of a sudden there'd be a building that wasn't there before because it yeah. took so long to load it or whatever. So, um, so I'm hoping they've developed out some of those um, old issues with the old game, but it has been. It must have been a, I don't know, seven years since the last yeah, one. Six, seven years. I mean, given that this has been done by Bethesda, I wonder if they'll be using the Doom engine. So if they are, then technically it should be all right. Yeah. Um, I mean, Rage Two. Well, Rage was id tech. 
Yeah, it took four or five, Last whatever time. that was. Yeah, um, and it was heavily involved with the id guys because there was there were doom Easter eggs. Yeah, like every single area or level or chapter or whatever it was, there was an original doom level inside it. You just had to find it. In rage. Yeah, it wasn't like a full level, but there was a room. That they had that in doom. Are you sure you're not getting the two confused? No, this definitely it was definitely. I don't remember that at all. Well, there was at least one. There was at least one Doom Easter egg well, because okay. I remember watching the video for it, seeing it on like one of those press things. Yeah. And then when I played it, it was like the only Easter egg I could find because I couldn't find any of the other ones. Right, okay. Because I found those in, in Doom because they had yeah. lots of like sections of the maps in that. So. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, if you haven't played. Rage, or if you haven't played Rage before, it's a bit Mad Maxy. Yeah. Um, and you do have a wing stick, which is basically a three pronged boomerang, which you can throw and cut people's heads off. Nice. And you can do lots of stuff like modding your ammo so you can have like grenade ammo or explosive shotgun ammo or sniper all sorts of stuff it it was it was hilarious fun for those 27 hours before it patched and broke yeah so i don't know whether i will pre-order it on the basis that i don't want to have the same thing happen to me again but at the same time i do want more of the yeah. the rage world as it were I'm going to skip over the next one. I'm sure you have plenty to say about it. Well, it is Resident Evil 2, i.e. the remake. And having never played any of the Resident Evils, I don't know. However, from our resident Resident Evil fan, (laughs) Gareth, um, he's quite excited about it because apparently Resident Evil 2 was one of the best... Of the original series and remaking it is going to be great and it looks really good and faithful but also much better. What's due out at the end of January, so not long to go? Sable. Windows with console versions likely. It's a gorgeous graphic novel with with sharp outlines and a tight colour palette. Players take on the role of a young wanderer on a coming-of-age journey in a strange open-world planet. Okay, I mean, it looks a bit... Sh- it looks cell-shaded, like um, Borderlands, but with mm. mute- muted colours. Like, nice pastel colours. Yeah. Um, but I don't really know anything else other than that. No, it doesn't really give much away. No. Sayonara Wild Hearts on the Switch. A musical game that thrusts players into a self-shaded world of purples and blues, motorcycles and dance. Uh, I think I'll probably not be Mm. playing this. Mm. Possibly not. Sea of Solitude, Windows, PS4 and Xbox. It's by EA, their indie publishing arm, EA Originals. Third person exploration platform puzzle adventure. Looks interesting. Uh, yeah, the the idea um, of the story, the woman, the, the young woman that you play as or that you follow, she suffers from loneliness and becomes a monster. Right. 
So that sounds a bit interesting, but I don't know whether that that's a good interesting or a bad interesting. Yeah. Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, PS4, Windows and Xbox. Uh, from Software. Uh, oh, they're the company that gave The Souls and The Bloodborne. So this is a new IP. Uh, free-flowing fighting and a limited set of weapons set in medieval Japan. It has an Assassin's Creed vibe. With yeah. an emphasis on yeah. stealth as well as aerial combat. See, that kind of sounds interesting. Yeah, it does. And the picture looks very Assassin's creed Yeah. Someone's on the floor and you're about to stab them. Yeah. I, I do have a backlog of Assassin's Creed games to play with. Yes. Shenmue 3. Windows and PS4. I've never played a Shenmue game. Is it even pronounced Shenmue? I've got no idea. I have no idea. Okay. Um, however, it is the most funded Kickstarter project of all time, apparently. Wow. Oh, yes, Old it was. I remember project. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skull and Bones, PS4, Windows and Xbox. If you enjoyed Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag's Seaborn Combat, you will know roughly what to expect from naval fighter Skull and Bones. Now... It says it's got multiplayer and single player because that's good. Because the last pirate game I bought was Sea of Thieves, and I've hardly played that. Yeah, I think I was talking to Chris about this before, and Assassin's Creed Black Flag is pretty much the only piracy game that properly captured piratiness. Yeah. In in a way that made it engaging and wasn't just like a cheap gimmick. Yeah. So, I don't know. Skull and Bones is coming from Ubisoft. Ubisoft Singapore, though. So, I wonder what development studio that was before Ubisoft bought them. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I I don't care about the multiplayer stuff. So, it kind of... The fact that it says it's a robust multiplayer component, to me, makes it sound like maybe they spent too much time on... Like... Will it be as good single player as it is multiplayer? Yeah. Because that's the sort of thing that concerns me, is whenever somebody says, oh, this is this game, it's got multiplayer, oh, and it's got single player. It kind of, to me, makes me think, like... The multiplayer was the focus and single player was an afterthought. So the campaign for a single player person is just going to be naff. But it's Pirates... Yeah. So, don't know. We'll have to wait we'll for have the reviews to wait on that and one. See. Spelunky two. Spelunky two. PS4 and Windows. Don't. I don't even know what this is. I've never played Spelunky. Uh, Spelunky is one of those kind of games that sort of found quite a lot of um, popularity as a speed running game. Okay. Similar to Super Meat Boy and Binding of Isaac. Except not made by Edmund McMillan and not quite as depressing. Um, it's got this cute little character who's dressed up like he's little Indiana Jones and you've got a whip um, and you go through as a procedurally generated um, maps. So you go through different maps to get to like the hardest of hard levels in your archaeological quest and you pick up items that make stuff good and you have to avoid enemies and blah 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 blah. Um, 
It's quite fun. Chris really likes it. Okay. It is Chris's The Internet is Down Panic game of choice. Um, so this one is focused on Anna Spelunky, who is the daughter of the original character. Right. Okay. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Likely PS4, Windows and Xbox One. I mean, if you don't know by now, we're already in 2019. Yeah. Uh, this is being done by Respawn, the people who made Titanfall. Uh, it focuses on events that take place just after Episode 3, when the Jedi are being hunted. Apart from the basic announcement, no- almost nothing is known about this game. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, some of the Star Wars games have been great, some of them have been rubbish. Mm. It's generally one or the other. Let's hope this is a great one. Mm. What? An untitled Goose game? Yep. Mac, Switch and PC. Yeah. Sometime early 2019. Um, You are a mischievous goose on the loose in your village. It sounds a bit like Goat Simulator. Yeah. Except you're a goose and you're going to go and disrupt some picnics and harass some humans. Okay. And then run away. Like goose, geese do. I'm sure as soon as it comes out, it'll probably be the most popular thing on Twitch that week for some unknown yeah. reason. Because somebody big will play it because it's silly. But if you want to be a goose, go for it. Uh, Vane on the PS4, that's out next week uh, on the 15th of January. It's set in a desert landscape of muted colours... It's an exploration story of a boy in a stark world uncovering mysterious secrets. So it's another one of those narrative type uh, warfare games, I guess. Oh, I assume so, because there's not much else going on about it. Well, this is an interesting name for a game. Mm. Coming soon to Windows and Xbox One, you've got Void Bastards. Yep. It's all about boarding and raiding spaceships. Okay. So... It looks very Borderlands-ish, doesn't it? Yeah. It's got little comic booky type uh, noise, like in Batman. Yeah, like thwam, yeah, whack, kaboom, or warp, as that says. Yeah. Do you know I was watching Doctor Who? Mm Mm-hmm. And um, with the subtitles on. Mm -hmm. And do you know what the official subtitle for the Tardis noise is? Warp. 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 That's what it says. Interesting. Yep. How many games we've got left? Not many. Wolfenstein, Youngblood, PS4, Windows and Xbox One. I think people should know what to expect from a Wolfenstein game. Well, interestingly in this one, you are playing as Blaskowitz's twin daughters. Which is interesting because it's another game that has a female, no-male alternative protagonist. So the Far Cry New Dawn is going to be... You're a female protagonist, no other options, and so is this one, except oh, okay. you are two protagonists. You are the twins, which I think is an interesting, potentially interesting uh, twist. Yeah. Let's see what it's like. Set in the 1980s in the alternate history that they yeah. have in the Wolfenstein games. And the last one on the Nintendo Switch, Yoshi's Crafted World, which looks like a new platformer with Yoshi. Yep, in a world that looks like it's made of origami. Yes. Basically. Wasn't Paper Mario kind of like that? 
But this I one's actually so. got Yoshi's like actually proper 3D in this, isn't he? So, yeah. Uh, its main innovation is the ability to switch the world in its opposite direction, allowing players to get behind the facades they pass and to move in the relatively unfamiliar right-to-left direction. So you can actually flip the whole thing around and go mm. the other way. Well, that's interesting. interesting. Okay. So that's the Polygon list of 50 most anticipated games of 2019. Yeah. Okay, so that's it for video games. Let's move on to the world of board games. So as we speak, the nominations for most anticipated game are open on BGG. Um, there is a, a lovely list that someone has made, which is just basically all of the games in alphabetical order. Um, so I guess we'll go through that and see what, if any, we recognise. And uh, we're not going to do what we yeah. did with the computer games and just do them all one by one, because there are, there are like 200 games on this list, aren't there? Yeah, and there's a lot there that I don't recognise, and no. some of them have got like one vote, so... Yeah. I don't know why these are at the top of the list, considering it's, it's alphabetical order, but the top two on the list are the Exit the Game releases of 2019 and the Unlock 2019 releases. Perhaps because they don't know the specific names yet. Maybe. Um, but that's going to be a series of each one because they're they're building up the the catalogue of those games because yeah. there's like seven or eight exit games already. Mm-hmm. So of which I've played two so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also bought two more for my friends as a Christmas present. So uh, I'll presumably be playing those at some point as well and unlock the same. So it's more of those escape rooms in a box type thing. Yeah. But the, but the exit ones are quite good because of the way they they work mechanically. You have a, a, like a deck of cards. And then you'll have a book which has got all of the clues and mm. puzzles in that you need to work out. And then there will be pictures and things. And then you'll have the deck of cards. But there are some which have hints on. And mm. there's, there's, a, there's a numbered deck. And what you'll do is sometimes you've got like a code wheel inside. So when you solve a puzzle, you get three symbols. So if yeah. you say, I'm solving puzzle one, I put these three symbols in the code wheel. And it gives me a number in the middle of, middle of it. Mm-hmm. You look at that card and then it says, okay, where do you see this symbol? On this object, this object, this object, or this object. And you, set, you choose the one you want. And if you've got the answer right, when you go to that card it will give you the right answer. Okay. And if you go to the... Otherwise, you'll just get a big cross saying, no, what you've worked out isn't correct. You need mm. to do it again. So the way it all works is, is really nice. And as I've really enjoyed the ones I've played so far, so looking forward to playing some more of those. Unlock, I haven't played any of the Unlock games yet. No. But, uh, yeah, again, same sort of thing, I, I think. So, yeah. Uh, seventh Continent, what goes up must come down. So, Seventh Continent has been very popular, hasn't it? Yeah, it's it's on the top ten hype list at the moment. So, the 2017 release. So, presumably, this is. I don't know if this is another. I don't know whether this is standalone or whether this is a um, expansion. Expansion. Let's have a look. It's a expansion. So yeah, this is quite highly anticipated. As it's got over. Five hundred and seventy-five votes as of Sunday, Um, so that's quite popular. Game of Thrones, the board game, second edition. I'm guessing that's just a reprint of uh, which says second edition, so it must be. Yeah. Whether there's any mechanics changes in that, I don't know. Yeah, I thought it didn't go down very well originally, but mm. Um, but it does doesn't doesn't have nearly as many votes as some of the stuff. Yeah. So there's Eon's End Legacy, 
which I believe is just another expansion to Eon's End, which I think was on Kickstarter earlier. Well, last. Yeah. Yeah, this is a expansion, expansion crowdfunded strategy cooperative. Yeah. Those are the um, categories it's been nominated for, I, I guess. I I I don't even remember much about Eon's End to be honest. I would always have pronounced that Aeon's End, by the way. Oh, I don't know. I've never heard anybody saying it authoritatively, so... I've heard Eon as in just E-O-N, but I've never yeah. heard anyone... I don't think I've ever heard anyone say it with an A at the front, so... I think it's because when that f- terrible film, Eon Flux, came out, that was uh, spelt that way, okay. and everybody pronounced it just the same. Arkham Horror 2019 expansions are quite hotly anticipated. Well, I know one person is going to be... Looking yeah. forward to that. We've already mentioned him four times in the podcast. I don't think we should say his name again because yeah, no. we'll give him too big of a head. So, but yeah, we'll um, have to start paying him royalties. <laughs> Hundred thirty-seven um, votes on that one so far. So yeah, lots of people are looking forward to that. There is a lot on here that I haven't heard of. Yeah. Like for example, barrage. Yeah, that's got five hundred. We're obviously way out of the loop, aren't we? Yeah. Let's I see mean, what barrage the, is. The Batman. Gotham City Chronicles I have heard of and it was uh, rather expensive Mm. which is why I skipped it is that the one on Kickstarter? I think it is yeah Barrage 8.4 out of 10 on BGG is that the complexity rating? no that's the popularity the the rating is 3.92 out of 5 in the dystopic 1930s, the Industrial Revolution pushed to the limit the exploitation of fossil-based resources and their only powerful and unlimited hydroelectric energy is available to, un- to fulfil the thirst for power of the massive machines and unstoppable engineering progress. It's a resource management and strategic placement game. Players compete to build their majestic dams, raise them to increase storing capacity of precious water and deliver all the potential power through pressure tunnels connected to powerhouse energy turbines. That actually sounds quite interesting. Has that been on Kickstarter already already, and we've missed it? It must have been. Yeah, two months ago, why I backed Barrage. Oh, well, that's disappointing. Well, you never know, they might have pre-orders. Yeah. Some some of them do. And if it's so hotly anticipated, then there's a high chance it will come out retail Mm -hmm. anyway, so... Okay. Uh, Blood Rage, Stag Clan... Um, Blood Rage was quite popular. Um, I've played it once. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Oh, this one looks interesting. Two votes. Brexit, the board game of second chances. Mm. I think that's someone's very hopeful idea of a joke. Let's see who it's by, shall we? Mm. Well, it's actually got a page on Board Game Geek, so that's a good sign. There's a bus. There's a bus. Oh, a bus. Ha, 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 ha. Does it say... There's two We'll give money to the NHS. So it's by Bad Hipster Games, LLC. So it's by an American company. That's interesting. Amusing. And it's designed by someone called Race. Race Garber. Definitely an American person. Yeah. Each player chooses a campaign, leave or remain, then cooperates with that campaign to defeat the other campaign. There are two primary mechanics, rolling dice to match symbols on cards that provide effects, and using these effects to strategically place campaign tokens on a map or remove your opponents. Okay. I think, um, to, our, to, to our listeners abroad, 
It's too soon. Yes, bro. it is. We're not there yet. It's too soon. And we may not even get it at this point. Oh, God knows what's going to happen. Well, a lot of us don't want it, so <laughs> making light of it is possibly not the best idea, especially if you're not actually coming from yeah. Britain. Uh, 58 votes, call to adventure. I've backed this on Kickstarter. This is the one where you have to build up your hero. Yeah. To get them ready to, um... Oh, yes. To, to adventure. I remember this one. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. So that's good, that's on the list. Uh... That's up for best fantasy, original, crowdfunded, and thematic games. Mm. Well, that's what people have marked it down as, anyway. So yes, I am looking forward to that. I think I got uh, an update on Kickstarter to say that was not very far away from shipping. Is that the one that had the expansion that came with it that was the name of the wind? Uh, it may have been. Let's have a look. I don't know if I've got that. Uh, net name of the wind. Yeah. I can't remember if I backed with the expansion or not. I don't think I did. I think I just got the base game. Yeah. Century New World. A new century game. I didn't know it's there was only got one 42 coming. votes, though. That's, un- that's un- unusual, isn't it, considering how well Eastern yeah, Wonders so... and Spice Road went. That's interesting. It's because it doesn't have... It doesn't have a, game, a, a page on BGG yet. Yeah. This so... is actually the third game in the series. The name was given long ago in forums, explaining how the trilogy will work, although the listing for it is not on BGG yet. So, whether it comes out this year or not, obviously, I'm guessing with 42 votes, not many people think it is going to. No. Considering Eastern Wonders only came out a year ago. Well, less than that. Came out at, like, UKGE and Essen. Chai. A game about making tea. Yep. I've backed this on Kickstarter. Which is the first you'll all have heard of that, because I've... Only backed it like a couple of days ago because yep. the campaign is still ongoing as I'm recording this, I believe. Um, really looking forward to this. Actually, it's I mean it's it's another food and drink based game. Yeah, but it, but it looks very interesting and and it looks lovely and the art is great and it looks like it's got good components and yeah, can't wait to uh, to see that. That's up for quite a lot of categories: Sing- solitaire, strategy. Thematic, abstract, family, artistic, crowdfunded, original and innovative. That's had more votes than the next century game, though. So that's had quite a few votes, actually. 216 mm-hmm. or nominations, or I should say. There's one here called Coffee Traders. So purely because it's a another food and drink-based game, I'm going to have a look at it and see what it is. Because you never know. I may look at this and go, ooh. Ah, that doesn't have a, uh, that doesn't have a page on BGG either. No. So, no idea. Some more Cthulhu games. Yeah, let's just go straight past those. There's two more. Cthulhu Wars Onslaught 3. Is that, that's going to be an expansion, isn't it? I don't know. And Cthulhu Death May Die. Interestingly, Dig 2nd Edition is up there, but Dig Dragon isn't up there, which is coming at the same... which was in the same uh, Kickstarter. Because ba- I've got Dig 1st Edition, and I backed... The second Kickstarter to get Dig Dragon. Okay. Uh, we're just going to talk about... Well, as we go through the list, there's some that have got quite a large number of votes, so we'll talk about those. Well, we'll have to bring them up. Uh, Deep Madness, The Faces of the Sphere. What's that all about? I'm going to guess it's uh, a gothic horror something, something, something. Oh, no, it's No, it sci-fi. looks like a sci-fi game. That's interesting. Yeah. It is horror, though. Mm. Dungeon crawly, 
I wonder if it'll be like um, Subterra, but in space. Mm. It's by Dimension Games, Roger Ho. Uh, in a dark and claustrophobic deep sea mining site, the uncovering of a mysterious sphere is dragging everyone nearby into endless madness. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. The, the Devera marker progresses one step forward along the Devera track, indicating the world going deeper into madness. Mm-hmm. Spawn phase, activation phase. So it's, it's, it's a dungeon crawler set on a deep sea mining site. Well, that's the base game. Yeah. Uh, fully cooperative game, one to six players, with 66 amazingly detailed miniatures. Mm. Depicting a sci-fi horror world inspired by Lovecraft's work and the Alien series. Yeah. Mm. I wonder if a certain someone has uh, his eye on it. backed this. Mm. Is it going to be a Kickstarter? It's not in the crowdfunding. Oh, it is crowdfunding. Yeah. Okay. Detective City of Angels. That rings a bell with me, but I can't think why. That's again a crowdfunding game, so maybe it's something I've seen on Kickstarter. Set in the dark and violent world of 1940s LA, it's a game of mystery, deception and investigation for one to five players. Most players will step into the shoes of LAPD homicide detectives hungry for glory and willing to do whatever it takes to successfully close the case. One player, however, will take on the role of the chisel, whose only goal is to stall and misdirect the detectives at every turn using bluffing, manipulation and often outright lies. It uses the innovative ARC, Adaptive Response Card System, to create the feel of interrogating a suspect. Hmm. I wonder if that would be like L.A. Noir. Yeah. And then you can just shout to them randomly. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. That's by Van Ryder Games. The Doctor Who Time of the Daleks 2019 expansions. Let's see if there's a list of what the expansions are going to be. No, we just know that there will be expansions for the game at yeah. some point this year. Draconis Invasion, Wrath. Yeah, sadly I sold my original copy and never played it, so... Mm. That's unfortunate, but it's just never one of those mind. things, isn't it? It was a big game and we just were never going to get time to play it, were no, we? No, uh, it just... There was too much. There were too many cards. So, Edge of Darkness, which is another crowdfunded game. This This definitely looks familiar. I think this was on Kickstarter over a year ago. It's a, another card crafting, crafting game similar to um, Mystic Veil. Vale. Yeah. Um, but it's more of a, I think, more of a... Oh, no, it is still a fantasy uh, theme. Uh, Edge of Darkness is the third card crafting game from AEG, designed by John D. Clare. It combines card crafting, worker placement, shared deck building, and a whole new threat challenge system in a medium-weight Euro-style board game of 60 to 120 minutes for two to four players. Uh, so yeah, card crafting, similar to Mystic Veil, vale. group deck building. Rather than having your own deck, there is a central deck that all players draw from and discard to. Huh, that looks very interesting, I must say. I wonder why I didn't back that. Oh, I didn't have Mystic Veil vale at that point. Oh, I still okay. haven't played Mystic Veil vale anyway, but yeah, I didn't own it by that point. But Mystic Veil vale was one of those games that always intrigued me for a while before I bought it. Mm. I'd always keep be tempted to do it because I thought, oh, card crafting, that's quite, yeah. quite different. Escape plan is next. This is from Eagle Griffin. Um, after a successful bank heist, you and your fellow thieves are laying low and enjoying the good life. Most of the cash has been hidden away and the rest has been invested in businesses throughout the city. Everything is going according to plan until the police get a breakthrough in their investigation. Uh, in Escape Plan, players are the thieves but may influence the cops' moves every turn. The robbers move on a modular 
bored, trying to reach the best spots to recover their loot and escape from the city with more money than the other thieves. The cops are trying to thwart their escape plan by force if necessary. The players play cards to aid their escape and slow the other players down. You take actions that allow you to move and engage gangs, mules and snitches. That looks quite interesting. And with, you know, f- over 450 votes, yeah, uh, lots of other people think so too. Ah, oh, yes, there's the expan- the first expansion for Everdale, which was very popular last year or the year before. The, the new one's going to be called Pearlbrook. I didn't back it because to get Everdale even just from the Pearlbrook expansion Kickstarter is very expensive. It's very, very expensive. The Everrain. Again, a crowdfunding game. All the, it's interesting. All the ones that have got high votes that we've clicked on yeah. are all crowdfunded games. Yeah, I think maybe because you just have more people having more hype because they've paid for it but not got it Maybe, yet. yeah. The Everrain is a cooperative exploration game where players must each assemble their own crew of spirited mariners and take to the dark seas of a world drowning under the curtain of an endless and oppressive storm that threatens to drown the world. Hmm... One of the comments on this is, uh, it's my most anticipated game. I was so impressed with the detailing art and game design. It's clearly inspired by games such as, it's clearly inspired by video games such as FTL, Sunless Sea, and Darkest Dungeon. That that looks quite interesting. All of which you can sink many, many, many Mm, hours into and never finish the freaking game. Darkest Dungeon, I think I've played a very large amount of hours on it. And I'm still not finished. Even close. So, yet another crowdfunded game. Fantastic Factories. Uh, A manufacturing arms race. You race to manufacture the most goods or build the most prestigious buildings. Dice rolling, worker placement, engine building, resource management, tableau building, simultaneous play, and some card drafting. That's a lot of mechanisms. Yeah. But uh, it's got 118 nominations. Mm-hmm. It's quite a few. Food Chain Magnet, the catch-up mechanism and other ideas. Well, this will be an expansion to Food Chain Magnet, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, a very popular food game, one that I don't happen to have. Um, oh. I have seen it a couple of times yeah. for sale, but I've got to be honest, it has never really grabbed me. Mm. Maybe it's just the box because it looks very plain. Yeah, maybe. Um, I don't know. I know people talk, I you know, you hear on different podcasts or YouTube videos or whatever where people say, oh yeah, Food Chain Magnet, mm. it's great. Having never played it, I don't know. Maybe maybe I should. Let me know. Unsurprisingly, Gloomhaven Forgotten Circles has quite a few votes. Gloomhaven, still very, very popular. Yeah. Uh, Hellboy, the board game, that was on Kickstarter not long ago, wasn't it? Yeah, not too long ago. No. Uh, ooh, 16 nominations. Hero Master, an epic game of epic fails. Whee. Well done, Jamie. You're on the list. Sorry if we're not really going into much detail on these, but as I say, we don't really... I think we're a bit out of the loop. I think we need to start yeah. getting getting more, you know, going to more things yeah. and talking to more people. interestingly, there's a board game for Jonathan Strange and, and Mr. Norrell, a board game of English magic. What's that then? Well, a couple of years ago, the BBC did an adaptation, which was very, very good, of a book, which is quite long, called Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. Um, so I'm guessing it's based on that book and okay. or that TV series. 
This is interesting. It doesn't have many votes, but Metal Gear Solid, the board game. I had no idea that was going to be a thing. Let me investigate that. Because I love Metal Gear Solid. It does have a BGG page. It does have miniatures. Oh my, this may be amazing. It's a fully cooperative miniatures board game following the story of the first Metal Gear Solid game. Good. Players take on the roles of Solid Snake, Meryl Silverberg, Dr. Hal, Otacon, Emmerich and Grey Fox the Cyborg Ninja and need to use their unique skill sets to avoid detection as they complete objectives across multiple campaign scenarios. Featuring a highly dynamic AI system and sandbox gameplay, missions can be completed in multiple ways and always play it differently. Now, I am absolutely... I, I've just found out about this game. Hmm. I can't wait for this game. It's by IDW, so it's not, you know, they're not a small yeah. company. Um, wow. I had no idea. And there's not a lot of information on the page yet, apart from a picture of the box art, which is just a picture of the art from the first Metal Gear Solid game. Yeah. So it's definitely... Definitely got... Oh, that's just, just amazing. Oh! That's going on my list. <laughs> I'm going to guess that's going to be a crowdfunded game, but I might be wrong. Uh, Microbrew, 180 nominations. That's from One Free Elephant, game yeah. I backed on Kickstarter. Museum, you've backed that one as well. Yeah, how many has that got? 387? Wow, that's really popular. Now, this doesn't have many votes, only 29, but the title has intrigued me. Murder on the Cosmic Express. Not a crowdfunded game makes a change it's a social Party deduction game. game social deduction game that lasts less than five minutes the undercover detective is attending the captain's dinner aboard the cosmic express when it is discovered that the president of the cosmic express lines has been murdered the undercover detective must examine the evidence interrogate the prime suspects and figure out who the murderer is the game includes hidden information passing cards and a whole lot of bluffing four to six players in five minutes or less per round 725 nominations on Mars. Do we think Mars is starting to become a bit overused as a theme? I mean, I think the fact that we had... Uh, was it Terraforming Mars? Was it 2017 then... where we had like two or three big Mars games and all came out all at once? This is by Eagle Griffin again. Second time I think we've mentioned them today. Yeah. Uh, as a chief astronaut from a private space exploration company, you want to be a pioneer in developing the biggest, most advanced colony on Mars. So it's another one of those type games. Uh, city building, economic exploration, farming, industry and manufacturing, and tile placement, area control, hand management, pick up and deliver. Uh, it looks quite interesting. Well, I mean, obviously people haven't got sick of Mars because no. it's the highest voted for one we've seen so far. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, wow. Pandemic Legacy Season 3. I mean, I won't be getting that until I've completed Season 2. I haven't even finished Season 1 yet, so... Yeah. We're not far off that, though, so... That'll be interesting when that... Uh, I wonder how long they can keep that going for. I mean, they've got lots of various different pandemics that don't necessar- that aren't necessarily about disease anymore like there's the water rise the, one the seasons I guess will carry yeah. on one after the other well I'm just thinking if they get bored of that then they can always start doing things based on 
other stuff like they did with the regular game. Yeah. Like um, Waters Rise, which is about more, which is about the dams. Yeah. In um, Holland. Pipeline. You have to run an oil business. I remember seeing this on Kickstarter. I wasn't that taken with it, but it's got 370 nominations. This is the thing, though. Occasionally, you go through BGG and you go, but why? Yeah. Because some some of the things I've I've looked at and gone, nah, nah, just just not that interested. Yeah. And then. Loads of other people will be super hyped about the same thing. Another game in the crowdfunding category, Rambo the board game. You're just shaking your head now, right? I was never a Rambo. I'm not really a Rambo fan, to be honest. Cooperative tactical miniatures scenario-based campaign game that allows wonderful players to experience the events they remember from the film, as well as embark on new and never-before-seen missions. Well, there you go. If you want to be Sylvester Stallone for the day... That's for you. Another one that's got hundreds of nominations, Reavers of Midgard. What's that? Something that's to do with Vikings? Hmm, let's investigate. Yeah, Vikings seems to be, like, similar to zombies and Lovecraftian stuff. Um, There are quite a lot of Viking-y type games uh, it's a worker placement game with elements of set collection dice combat and engine building set in the champions of Midgard universe that's probably why it's so um, popular then if it's set in the same universe as that oh, okay. Reichbusters Project what? Vril Vril V-R-I-L well that's loading the next one in the list is Resident Evil 2 which we, you know yeah Reichbusters. Well, I mean, it. I mean, it sounds, sounds like, like it might be something that's basically Inglorious Bastards. It's fast and furious game with lots of weird science, witty one-liners, and heroic moments set during World War Two. It is late December 1944. Blah, 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 blah. Nazis have discovered a source of real that has been brought back to the right for study. Real is a source of energy that can control all types of matter. Gosh. Wow. This is apparently an area movement co-op. Dice rolling game with variable player powers and a modular board. Far too complicated. Yeah, 225 nominations though. Mm-hmm. Sagrada, the Great Facades, Passion. Is Sagrada the Great Facades a thing and then Passion is the... Or maybe it's going to be, they're going to do the Great Facades and they're going to do different ones. Yeah, here we go. Named Series, after the Sagrada yeah. fam- Familia yeah. Facades. Sagrada the Great Facades is a series of expansions to release in three parts, Passion, Life and Glory. Each part contains modules of content that players can add individually or together to their game of Sagrada. It introduces rare, uh, it introduces inspiration cards, rare glass dice and cards, rare glass private objectives and symmetry public objectives. Ooh. Adds makes the game a bit more uh, deep. I like Sagrada, so that's no bad thing. Well, there's going to be three expansions, so... Yeah. Well, there's already one, isn't there? Oh, no, well, it's the fifth player expansion, isn't it? Yeah. Seize the Bean. That's on there. Oh, that's good. 
Obviously, a game I backed after seeing it at Kickstarter, seeing it at uh, UKG a couple of years ago. Yeah. Quality beast. Interestingly, the Shipwreck Arcana is on there, and I got that months and months and months ago. Yeah, so maybe there's going to be a retail release then. However, what is also on there is Shadows of Killforth. Oh. And we had uh, an interview with Tristan on one we of did. our previous UKG episodes. That was last year's, wasn't it? Not last year's, the year before. 2017. Yeah. Uh, Seize the Bean, actually, before we move on, that's been delayed quite a bit because they've had a lot of problems yeah. with the manufacturing. But they're getting close to the end now. But in fact, they've had a, another one where the, the brown sugar cubes don't look quite as what they thought they would do. So they're right. actually asking the backers whether they want to take, send them back again for another sample or whether they just want to accept what yeah. we've got so far. Personally, I'm quite happy waiting, you know. I've got enough games as it is without having to worry about uh, about that. But but yeah, some people obviously, I want my money back, this is taking ages. It's like, yeah. have you never backed a Kickstarter before, mate? Sometimes unexpected things happen. At least they're keeping you in the loop and not, yeah, you know, completely. This one, Snowdonia, I looked at earlier... I have no idea what it's even about. I think it's something to do with trains, but then I look at it and I'm like, but I don't understand how this is to do with trains. But it's got loads of votes. And I I have no idea what it is. It's a reprint of something that involves trains, apparently. But I don't quite see how it... I don't understand yeah it's a competitive or solo worker placement game crafted around the idea of building railways in wales there you go and this is the deluxe so this is the reprint yeah apparently it was very difficult to get hold of the original so okay there you go so it's um yeah lots of cards with train carriages and things on them Yeah, trains seems to be a remarkably popular thing. When yeah. To me, I'm pretty sure once you've built one train, you've built <laughs> all the trains. But that's just me, I suppose. Sweet Mess. That sounds familiar. I'm almost certain I backed that on Kickstarter. Let me have a look. Is that the one where you're making desserts? I think you had it arrive earlier in the year. No, that might have been Master Sweets. Oh, okay. Yeah, Sweet Mess hasn't arrived yet. Oh, okay. Um, but yes, this is definitely one I backed on Kickstarter. Category. Food. Yeah. Yeah, this is the one with that funny player boards, I think, where they're like moulded plastic. Oh, okay. And you've got space to put all your, your coins and your ingredients and your little oh, workers okay. and things. So, so yeah, actually, I'm quite looking forward to, to getting that. Uh, Tang Garden is on there. Uh, Why do I think, know Tang Garden? Have I we think, talked about Tang Garden? I think we had a demo. I think we played a demo of it at UKGE. Um, I have a feeling we did anyway. Let's have a look. I think it's the one where you follow the emperor. No, that's not Tang Garden. No, that's. Um, I, I almost what it was back- called. Tang Garden, I almost backed this one on Kickstarter and then didn't because it was a bit costly. Yeah. Now, the one you're thinking of is the one where we were photographers and you have to follow him but not get too close. Yeah, this is the one where you build up like a 3D scape, landscape, by placing trees and player boards around the side and... It did look really good, but as I say, I got put off by the... Um... It was a bit pricey. Yeah, a little bit. 
Um, uh, Terraforming Mars 2019 expansion. That's an unnamed expansion for yeah. Terraforming Mars. Tiny Epic Mechs. Oh, good. A tiny epic. Yeah. Oh, I've backed that actually on Kickstarter thinking about go. it. Yeah. Uh, oh, a Suro. Uh, expansion. Suro Phoenix Rising. Let's, uh, Is it oh. going to be phoenixes instead of dragons? You reckon? It's a crowdfunding game. The comment on this is pretty, pretty. There's no pictures. There's no pictures of it. Just a box art picture. Uh, it's a new entry in the Tsuro series. The game shares a bond with the foundations of the original play tiles, move pawns as they play, but it introduces a revolutionary board that allows for double-sided tiles to flip and rotate throughout the game. Uh, 771 nominations for villagers, which is something mm-hmm. that I've backed on Kickstarter as well as Pete. We talked about this at the Great Indoors. Yeah. Remember we had a discussion about the um, the design of the coins. Yeah. There was a lot of people moaning oh, about yes. that. Oh, yes, yes. Unsolved Mysteries, El Ancora de Fuego. Is that based on the old Unsolved Mysteries TV show? Let's have a look. Do you remember Unsolved Mysteries? Might be a bit before your time. It was an American mm. TV show that was shown over here where it was like um, people who disappeared or crimes that had been committed oh, and the police okay. hadn't solved them yet. But then over time it got into like really weird supernatural stuff and they started going on about ghosts and, and things. Now, it's an adventure, survival, mystery and terror game for one to two players that takes place in Japan in 1902. You play... William Carter is a Brooklyn detective who reopens and investigates unsolved cases. Campaign, battle card driven... Co-op, dice rolling, role-playing and storytelling. Okay, so it's one of those, yeah. Wacky Race is the board game. Hmm. Can you play as Dick Dastardly, I wonder? Well, surely you should. What's the, what was the name? Penelope Pitstop, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Who else was there? There was the, the cavemen. What were they called? Oh, I don't know. Here we go. The Slag Brothers, The Gruesome Twosome, Penelope Pitstop, Peter Perfect and more. Each equipped with their own cart and special abilities. They compete against each other as well as the game-controlled Dick Dastardly and Muttley. So the gameplay, Dick Dastardly. There's little minis of all of the, uh, the characters as well. Oh, that looks amazing. But will they come painted? No, they probably won't come painted. You'll have to paint them yourself. But... Oh, it's not that, though. I know. The amount of detail you'd have to get to make them look okay. Even so, Wacky Races was great. Uh, 108 votes for Warehouse 13, the board game. Mm-hmm. Something, again, something I've backed um, based on the TV series, Warehouse 13. That's not far off being completed. Um, yeah, you play warehouse agents trying to uh, recover all the artifacts. If you've never watched Warehouse 13, you're missing out, as far as I'm concerned. It was a great show. I loved it. Uh, Zombicide Invader. That's going to be another. Is that another version of Zombicide? Or is it, well, are they all standalone games? I don't really no. understand how it works. They're expansions. I think this. Ah, all the Zombicide fans out there, we can find a deal with Zombies in Space. Yay! It's a space version of Zombicide. Yeah. Humans set off into the stars in search of hypofuel and found it in the remote corner of the universe on the small planet PKL7. Wow. It's a... Uh, Zombicide Invader is a co-op game in which one to six players face Xenos, an unfathomable swarm of infected Xenos controlled by the game. Each player takes on the role of one to six survivors in a sci-fi setting 
being overwhelmed by these Xenos. The goal is simple, choose a mission, complete its objective, kill as many as possible and survive. So yeah, zombicide in space. Mm. That looks fascinating. So yeah, uh, there's, there's hundreds and hundreds more games on that list, but we're not going to, as I say, go through them all. We barely know enough about the ones we've talked about, yeah. let alone all the other ones. As I say, we really are out of the loop, so I apologise if you know you know all about these games and we don't. But uh, but yeah, hopefully there's some things on there on the uh, yep. thread on on board game geek that will grab your attention. Mm-hmm. So get voting. I think you've got till the twenty something of January to vote. Um, and then they will whistle it down into a top 20. And then we'll vote on the... No, I think the top 20 is just going to be the list. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. So before we go, uh, we're going to have a quick mosey on over to Kickstarter Corner, but we're not going to talk about what we usually talk about because we haven't really backed a lot. I've backed a couple of things, and I've had a couple of things arrive, but not a lot really, Mm -hmm. so we'll talk about them next, next episode. But... We thought we'd introduce a new section to Kickstarter Corner, didn't we? It's called Let's Spot How Many Political Satire Games There Are on Kickstarter This Month. Mm. So, usually, it's going to be ones about Donald Trump, isn't it? Yes, pretty much. American politics is always uh, generating this kind of thing. So, first one we found is Trump's Terror of Lies. Mm, which um, is a stacking block game, which looks remarkably like Jenga. Yes, but the difference between this one and regular Jenga is this one has got lots of quotes from Donald Trump on them. The many lies of Donald Trump. And so you're making a terror of his lies. <laughs> I don't really know how like, <laughs> far it, it, it you can throw this idea. It's just... Jenga with words written yeah. on it. <laughs> but 16 people liked it enough to back it. I know. Um, sadly, I don't think it's going to get there. So no. It's only on 3%. Next up, another Trump-themed game. This one is No Collusion. Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah. With there's, all your... There's with no all your, collusion. A game of greed and corruption that mocks Trump and his administration. This one's got slightly more backers. This one's got 24 backers. Ooh. It's because they've got the extra characters like Putin and Mueller and Cohen and various other Jared people. Jared Kushner, Sean Hannity, Mike Pence. Wow. Ivanka. Ivanka, yeah. The board game and accessories are already fully designed. I mean, they don't look that great, if I'm being honest. Mm. We want to share this new and entertaining game with everyone who opposes the current administration. It mocks Trump while bringing some laughter and stress relief to everyone struggling through this negative time in our history. It's for Democrats, Republicans, Independents, and anyone. I mean, don't. I mean, not many people are back in this game as it is. I doubt any of them are Republican. Mm. If I'm being honest. Yeah, highly unlikely. Yeah. So let's uh, let's do that. And there's one more we found, which again, is Donald Trump. Yeah. So he's three for three this month. This one, so far, has got four backers who have pledged a grand total of three pound between them. Yeah. So that's one. That's going to be one dollar each. Mm-hmm. Trump keeps tweet and a peeps game. Yeah. Wall peeps versus climbers. 
the tweet's magnetic darts avoid Congress, and the big red nose first player to 2020 wins. I mean, I'm not sure even that as a sentence That is not a good sentence, no, no. Um, There are some magnetic birds, which may or may not be darts, because they're called darts in one bit and then birds in another bit. Yeah, it looks to me like it's just a a, a magnetic, or maybe a Velcro... No, it's going to be magnetic, it's magnetic. Magnetic dartboard with a picture of Donald Trump's face on it. Yeah, so basically you have to try and shoot him in the neck with a dart. Yeah, you see now, if that was me doing that, and, you know, I'm not going to do that because that's a stupid idea. But if that was me, I would have made the picture of Donald Trump slightly bigger and made sure the bullseye was his mouth. Yeah. Or at least move him over a bit. Yeah. Never mind. Let's see what the comments are. I mean, I'm curious because these four backers, there are six comments. Obviously, these people have backed one dollar to just to say something. Comment. Another Trump game that won't fund. Mm. Zero information about this game on your page. If you want to scam people, you at least need to put in some effort. And then the creator responds saying, I'm sorry, I updated the information. All in lowercase, with no punctuation. There is no budget, it's a test to see whether random people will support. Okay. That's... Yeah, I think this probably should have been filtered by, I don't know, some sort of Kickstarter... Quality assurance. Yeah. For five dollars, you can get a dart that they'll throw in on a review. Yeah, I, I don't think there's actually a game. No. <laughs> it just looks like someone's going to throw darts at a picture of Trump, and you're going to pay him to do it. Since no one else is acting very quickly on the matter, we thought we would throw some humour out there to remember the good old times we were having. I mean, to be fair, I mean, not not, not to be fair. Lots of people are trying to cash in on this. So you're not the yeah. only one, mate. And lots of people have been making uh, fun of Trump. Yeah. Yes, it's basically... And this is a novelty item. A 10 by, 20, 10 by 20 inch and consists of a manufactured mat by a large printing company with cutouts which stick to the dartboard to cover numbers on the magnetic board which players need to complete the game. That's one hell of a sentence. It doesn't say whether the magnetic dartboard actually comes with the mat oh, yeah. and the cutouts. Right, so there we go. There's our three political satire games of the month. Yeah, let's Aren't see. Aren't they amazing? Yeah, let's see as we move towards Brexit, apocalypse, whether or not the uh, or, pendulum swings or, our way. Or Trump impeachment. Well, you know, if I, I reckon now that it's 2019... They're going to go, oh, well, we've only got a year and a half left. We have to put up with him. Let's not bother. But really, please bother. Yeah. Please. For the rest if, of the world's sake. Yeah, I know. Like, ugh. I mean, if you if you indict him after he steps down as president, that's, that's still okay, you know. But, yeah. But Took you a bit of time, but you'll get ne- there in the needs, end. Needs doing a bit swifter. Come on, guys. You just spend four years of his term investigating him for him to then go and not be president. Yeah. And he'll probably just move somewhere where there's no extradition treaty anyway. He's rich enough. He yeah. doesn't care. Let's, let's, let's end this before it, before it turns, turns into, into a, a rant. rant. 
So everyone should know how to follow us. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook forward slash Toddcast on any of those platforms. Um, if you just want to listen to us directly, you can do so on soundcloud.com forward slash offline gamer, or you can search for us on your podcast platform of choice. We're on YouTube, but the best way to find our YouTube videos is to go to offlinegamer.co.uk. Um, that will have links to all of our unboxing videos and things and everything else we've just mentioned. If you want to get in touch, you can use the contact form on the website or you can email us on offlinegamerpodcast at gmail.com. So that's it. That's what we're looking forward to in 2019. So Woo-hoo. thanks everyone for listening. And I guess we'll see you all next month. Yay! Bye! Bye!